Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond to dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Okay, I'm going to be real with y'all. Um, last night I was trying to finish preparing for today's message. Um, I had been praying and writing and studying for weeks, maybe months for this visit and something felt wrong about everything that I had written. Um, in fact, everything about it felt wrong over, uh, over a dinner of butternut squash pancakes and wine with a dear friend. I realized that there was nothing wrong with the message. It just wasn't the message for this morning. Um, so this message that I'm going to share with you is not something that I've been writing for weeks or even days. Uh, more like hours, um, and it's not as fleshed out as I would hope. Um, also, I want to give you a heads up that it's more Jesus-centered than we might be used to here at West Hills, but it's what I've been given, so I hope you'll receive it and me with grace. Our scripture reading for this morning is John 14, verse 6, as well as John 14, verses 16 through 20. Verse 6 reads, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the creator except through me. Verses 16 through 20. And I will ask the creator, and the creator will give you an advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees her nor knows her. You know her because she abides with you, and she will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Creator, and you in me, and I in you. Will you pray with me? Holy Creator, Redeemer, Liberator, I ask that you remind us of your love for us and of your love for all of us together. I ask that you hold us close, that we may feel your heartbeat. Help us receive these words and open them in a way that we might find a new truth. Help me get out of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. When I left the fundamentalist church that I grew up in, I began a sort of reboot of my faith. Um, I looked at scripture, and to be honest, I tossed most of it out because it either wasn't relevant to me, or it didn't suit me, or it had been used to harm me, or people I cared about. And I'm not really ashamed of that because I think that, like any other book, there's a time and a place for the Bible. 
Um, and that time in my life wasn't the most compatible environment for biblical study. But there were a few verses that I held on to, mostly because I was able to find a new truth or a new sense of truth in them. I remember reading John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life, and had a realization that maybe when Jesus said this, maybe he meant that his way is the best way, and his truth was the best truth, and his life was the best life. I interpreted that as a commandment to live in the way of Jesus, that the work of my life needed to closely mirror the work of Jesus. And for years, that interpretation made room for me in the body of Christ. It made the story of Christ more accessible for me. I hope we can continue finding openings in scripture that make Jesus or God more accessible to those who would otherwise be excluded from our communities of faith. And still, I realized recently that there's another layer of truth to that verse, a layer of truth that I've experienced for almost my entire life and haven't been able to name since I left the evangelical church. My reality is that the way and the truth and the life isn't just the way that Jesus lived, inspiring me to live in a similar fashion. My reality is that the way and the truth and the life is Jesus. I've encountered Jesus in, in my life, in my heart, in prayer, in solitude, in community. I encountered the living Jesus. And I know that that sounds absurd. Honestly, I feel ridiculous saying it right now. Um, and I'm not asking you all to enter into the same sort of relationship with Jesus because I know that there are many beautiful and valid and valuable ways to live on this earth. If it feels safer for you, I encourage you to reflect on any other sacred relationship that resonates. Um, and I, I hope that my language and my experience doesn't get in the way of yours. I realized recently that to think of my relationship to and with Jesus only in the context of the work that I do is to ignore a rich part of the story. It disregards possibilities for intimacy and instead turns me into a consumer of the Jesus experience. I hope and pray and I, I trust that a living relationship with God will inspire us to act in bold ways, to heal the sick, to feed the hungry, to crush the patriarchy and to create communities where black lives really do matter. That is the work of God, and I trust that that work will continue. Any personal relationship has the power to transform our minds and our way of being in the world. For me, a relationship with Jesus, a vibrant, loving friend, has and will, will continue um, to encourage and perhaps require me um, to love and live radically forever changed. And I don't want us to miss out individually or collectively on the tender embrace of the God of creation, whatever you call it, on the healing power of Jesus, just for what it is, just for who God is. In the next chapter of John, Jesus says that he no longer calls us servants. He calls us his friends.
Yes, let us do what he asks, loving God and our neighbor, creating a more just world, God's kingdom on earth. But let us not fall into the illusion that we cannot experience the intimacy of God until the work is done, because friends, the work is never going to be done. But God is always here with us. To pass over our opportunity to encounter Jesus is like jumping right into vocal ministry rather than settling into the humility of open worship. It's like choosing to grow directly from infancy to adulthood rather than living into the tenderness of our childhood when we run through empty fields or dig our fingers into the sand or whisper secrets to our best friend. God, whatever God looks like and sounds like and tastes like and feels like to you, God is there, here, to bond, to laugh, to learn and grow together. The living Jesus, the healer Jesus, puts his hand on my aching heart. When I doubt him, he lets me put my hand in his open wounds. You can argue with God. You can cry to God. You can ignore God until you can't ignore God anymore. Mostly, though, you can love God. And more than you can ever know, God loves you too. God loves you. How have you encountered God recently? Who is Jesus to you? What are you missing out on? <laughs>